Hello and welcome to the Creativity Roots Podcast. If you ask me what is one of the most difficult questions that I ever have to answer, that would be the question of who am I or when somebody asks you who are you it's very difficult to answer because there is not one single answer that you can give to that question it should be fairly simple you should know who you are you should know by now how to define yourself but the thing is there is a question that It depends on the the, the environment where you are or the context. So we respond by identifying ourselves with with a country, maybe, or identifying yourself with a family or with an occupation. Uh, You identify yourself with some religion, maybe, or some political affiliation or with a culture or with all of them. So it's a, it is actually funny because when, when you open a new, pla- a new account in a social media platform, you have to think about how you're going to describe yourself. What are you going to write about yourself? How you want people to know you and to identify you? It, it gets very difficult. Some people go over and over and over about how how to write about themselves. It's not the same profile that you're gonna put in Instagram to the one that you're gonna put in uh, LinkedIn, for example, or in Facebook. These are all different environments with very different purposes. So you have to present yourself in a different way. So you have to adapt and you have to change your, your identity. And in our physical life, in our physical presence, it happens exactly the same. It depends on where you are, you're going to adopt a different identity. And that is the normal way to function. That is actually the appropriate way to function. Because if you are in an environment that is professional, you're not going to behave like you are amongst friends at least not at the beginning, but you have to keep some boundaries and keep some professional posture and behave in a professional manner. If you are amongst friends or family, you can be more relaxed. So it's different. It's a a different environment. You have to wear a different hat, some might say. It is very important to feel that you fit, that you belong. That sense of belonging is very important. For our primal ancestors, if you, if you didn't belong into the social group, if you didn't fit, that would mean the end for you. It, it was essential for survival. Now in modern life, if you don't fit, probably you're not gonna die 
Uh, it's not it's not your survival what is in play. But there is there is a real risk of feeling inadequate, feeling that you cannot adapt and then can bring uh, horrible feelings within yourself. Uh, resentment. You can feel uh, very bitter about your environment. And terrible things start happening when, when you feel this way. Bullying is a very good example of that. The majority of people who bully or kids who bullying other kids or bullying other kids, they're doing it because they're scared. They don't know how to fit and how to interact. So probably bullying is a defense mechanism. Actually, there have been studies that show that people who don't adapt to their communities or they feel they don't fit in their communities are very prone to join um, terrorist groups and to join criminal groups, gangs. And that is because usually these, these groups, these criminal groups and these terrorist groups, they provide a sense of belonging, a sense of purpose, a feeling of security that sometimes we as community or as social groups, we fail to provide to certain individuals. Uh, we tend to separate those who we feel are different. And that is a terrible, terrible thing to do. Because these people can develop some kind of hatred. And we never know how they're going to respond to these negative feelings. Another less severe way to respond to this incapacity of adapting or fitting into a social group is when people start doing stupid things like starting to smoke or starting to use drugs or alcohol as a way to, to be part of a group, to be part of what is perceived as being cool or as being funny usually people start smoking or using alcohol or drugs at a very early age and most of the time it has to do with a crisis of identity so it's very important that as parents or as teachers we we pay attention we really pay attention to how are we developing the sense of identity in our kids. Right now, uh, I have two two kids, and I try. I try to develop a sense of identity, which is sometimes difficult because my kids are born in China. I'm from Venezuela, and for me, try to keep them in contact with both cultures. Sometimes it can get very difficult, but it's important to me that they understand where they're coming from. Who are their parents? Who are their grandparents? Why they should feel proud? The use of the language. Expose them to the culture, the music, the food. Make them understand that there is 
I love to feel proud about this background, about religion and, and political views that comes later, much later. Personally, I don't agree with teaching kids a religion or forcing, I, I, probably that's the right word, forcing a religion into a kid. That is a, that to me, that is a crime. It is very important that our kids learn how to develop a sense of identity by understanding their culture, understanding where they're coming from and feeling proud of this culture. Understanding that there is beauty and that's where creativity comes and play a role in what is identity. Every culture has some very distinctive features. The language, the food, the music, the, the arts, the crafts, all this stuff, they are very unique. And if we're incapable of understanding all this culture and we actually dismiss it and we think that is um, not beautiful or we think it's not cool. Right now we are so invaded by foreign cultures. Uh, we think that certain kind of music is the cool one or certain kind of clothing is the cool one, the trends. And these trends, they're dictated by corporations that want to sell you stuff. This is not culture. This is a materialistic view imposed by corporations to make us think that, that this, is a, this is a way to get identity. This is not a way to get identity. That is not identity. We have to be very aware of this situation because we are raising a generation of kids that they do not understand where they're coming from. And it's a generation that have no roots. So like in nature, it's a tree. if a tree has no roots, it is weak and can fall over. Or if a building it doesn't have strong foundations, it will fall over. It is the perfect analogy because it's exactly what would happen to you. People who doesn't have strong roots or strong foundations, they will fall into drugs, alcohol, crime. So this is a very critical aspect of our formation as individuals, understanding who we are and having a sense of identity. Now as a creative, this sense of identity, like I mentioned before, is going to give you the roots and it's going to give you a lot of background that you can use for you to produce new work. All this education about our roots, about our foundations, it has to come first from home and then from the school through education. But we have to, as adults, as the people who's going to be responsible for educating our kids and giving them, giving them this sense of identity, 
we ourselves, we have to also understand what is this culture, what is this background, what is this identity that we're going to pass into our kids. So this is a work that starts with us. And then once we have this sense of identity, then we can pass it over to our children. Another thing that is, I think is important to mention that identity, the sense of belonging, it doesn't necessarily have to be the one that you are born with, the one that you are raised with. You can assimilate other cultures. And actually, if you live in other countries that is not the one that you, you were born, you, you do have to assimilate and you have to make an effort to adapt and to make that culture that is receiving you yours and to be part of that social group and that new culture. That is very important because you cannot live in a place where you don't fit, even if it's not your, your own country, your own social group, you have to get out of the bubble and you have to interact and you have to assimilate and you have to make an effort to fit in whatever place you are living because that could be a cause for a lot of conflict. Internal conflicts, personal conflicts, but also external conflicts. Sometimes for us to understand who we really are and to understand our, our own identity, we have to get out of the place where we, where we were born and travel around. And there is a curious phenomenon now. I, I think all of you are aware of the situation that we're having in my country, in Venezuela. And the migration is a very big problem. Wherever you go, it's very likely that you're going to find Venezuelan people. And now that this is happening, there is a... I would say a, there is a silver lining into this situation. Because you're going to see how the Venezuelan people have developed a very strong sense of identity. We have embraced more than ever our culture, our music, our food. And before this horrible situation happened, you could barely find people talking about Venezuelan food or even tasting it, trying Venezuelan food or listening to Venezuelan music. Now, wherever you go, it's very common to find people playing Venezuelan music, performing Venezuelan music in the street, preparing and selling Venezuelan food, which has become a very popular uh, a very popular way of making a living for a lot of Venezuelan people who maybe don't find a job and they resource to cook and selling food in the street and I have to say I'm, I'm very proud to say that it's, it's popular people like it people seem to like it a lot before this happened we didn't have an understanding of what we had we took for granted what we had and we had to lose it or we have to risk it 
to understand how rich we were, how privileged we were, and how proud we should feel of our own culture, our own background. We have to move away and be away from our roots for us to appreciate it. And now you're going to see that a lot of Venezuelan people, they feel very proud and have a very strong sense of identity. Me as a Venezuelan, I think it's a, it's a very it's a very good thing in the middle of all this horrible situation is something to think about and take as a lesson. Don't wait to have a crisis. Don't wait to lose your own identity or your own culture to appreciate it. And to use it to use it for for your your creative work. Because there is a lot of resources there. There is a lot of richness. I think identity is is very important. It's probably the most important aspect of an individual. And it is something that we have to keep in mind when we are raising our kids. To finish this episode, I want to invite you all to think about who you are. Maybe even write about it. I guarantee you that you're going to find a lot of answers to so many questions that you may be asking about yourself. That's going to help you to understand who you are and what you want to do with your life in the future. A lot of people struggle because they don't know what they really want to do with their life. They feel they don't, they don't fit. They feel unsatisfied with what they're doing or the kind of life they're having. And sometimes that happens because you don't understand who you are. You haven't understood your own identity. This is an exercise that can help you to understand who you are. Hello, my name is Gypsy Crystal Orlano, or Crystal Gypsy Orlano. You can follow me on Instagram at crystalpride.d86. You can follow me on Twitter at Gypsy Orlano. You can follow my YouTube page at Crystal Orlano. And you can like me on Facebook at The Evolution. This poem today is called Who I Am. I am a story yet to be written, a face never forgotten. My exterior is as strong as steel while my interior is as soft as cotton. My blood flows in mixtures that started at the top of the tree. Ancestors had chronicles that eventually led to the making of me. They say powerful words and a little girl such as I. Then again, sirens of ancient Greece brought sinuous men down to their knees. I'm sexual revolution, widespread youth pollution. The next chapter of the movement. Dr. King, I am the living dream. Maya Angelou, I am that woman phenomenally with African and Thiano roots my grandmother preached to me. Nostradamus, a prophecy in the making and the dawn of a new creation. Who I am is more than empathy, more than words written down on poetry. Not a follower, but a trendsetter, staying as unpredictable as the weather always striving to get better. So what's my legacy? How will they remember me? Not just as a woman, lesbian, or woman of color, but a fighter, 
and a provider, a mother and survivor. What struggles I go through will be but history to you. I will be but a chapter, a page in a chapter, not part of the reality. And that's how it should be. So when she goes to research her ancestral tree, she will see my legacy and maybe she'll be the one who remembers me. Before I go, I want to remind you that if you want to contact me, you can send me an email to creativityroots at yahoo.com or you can visit my website, creativityroots.com. If you want to send me comments, suggestions, feedback, or send me anecdotes and testimonials about how you engage with creativity. Or even better, if you want to send me your creative work, any kind of creative work for me to share with everybody, that would be absolutely amazing. I'll be talking to you in the next episode, and in the meantime, remember to keep your brain busy and take good care. Ciao.